Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. Today's show is super exciting to me because I have a love affair with Customer Experience Day, CX Day, that happens every year, followed by Customer Service Week. Happens every October. And it's such a meaningful day. And I didn't make this up. This was created and celebrated all over the world, spearheaded by CXPA Association. So today, you're going to hear from Greg Melia, who is the Chief Executive Officer at CXPA. We talk about ways that companies can celebrate CX Day, Customer Service Week, and all year round in simple ways, effective tactics that you can do without a lot of budget to celebrate your customers, your employees, your customer service agents. It just takes an intention to celebrate. And we talk about how you actually can do it, not just say it, but really put into practice and elevate your customer-centric culture. You're gonna hear us also talk about what does customer experience have to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion? And how are they closely linked? What do you need to know to gain better outcomes at your workplace? And finally, we talk about the value of purpose-driven companies and what you can do to stand out from your competitors. I have one request, please share this episode with others. Subscribe to Doing CX Right on your favorite channels and my newsletter. And leave a review. Tell me what you think. It means so much. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Greg Milia. Welcome to the Doing CX Right show. Hi, Stacey. Great to be here. Well, we have been friends and I can't figure out exactly where and what point we met because it's a while ago. But we share in common that CX word, that customer experience and everything that has to do with it. So before I get too in-depth here, let's start with who are you and what do you do professionally? Awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah, Greg Milliam, CAE. Uh, So the CAE Certified Association Executive. Uh, And I think that CX that we hold in common is the passion for advancing customer experience. Uh, And that's what I get to do in my day job. I'm the uh, CEO of the Customer Experience Professionals Association. So you get the best of both worlds. I get to do my association thing. I get to do my CX thing. And I get to work and meet great people like you. I love that. Yes. Do what you love, love what you do, and then it doesn't feel like work. Absolutely. You know, although when I was on a call last night starting at 11 p.m., it felt like work. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different story. So why? Why are you taking those 11 o'clock calls? Why are you doing this business as a career? Yeah, you know, and and, and I will say, just so people don't get the wrong impression, um, you know, CXPA is great on work-life balance, uh, but we also have huge aspirations on serving the entire globe. So uh, last night at 11 p.m., Barbie Fink, CCXP, our immediate past chair, was facilitating a conversation with about a dozen members from Asia and Oceania. 
to talk about uh, what customer experience looks like and what a customer experience career looks like in Australia, in New Zealand, in uh, India, in um, Singapore. Uh, and, and that's what I really like is, is that, you know, we have an opportunity through doing CX right and through CXPA to help people not only better themselves and better their career, but really to make a difference in the world. You know, because CX is all about coming up with great outcomes for the customer and for the company and for the employees who serve them. So uh, mm -hmm. I will say I got lots of naps in last yesterday afternoon because <laughs> you get time off when you have to work at 11 at night. But, uh, you know, yes. it, 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 what makes it worthwhile is the people and the difference. Yeah. And I love the global impact that you and team are doing. And you've been kind enough to have me on some of your panels. And it's the best part getting to meet people everywhere and, and having that human experience and knowledge exchange. Yeah, you know, and, and we're at such a pivotal point. I mean, customer experience, uh, CXPA itself was founded 11 years ago. The term customer experience came up in the mid-90s. I don't think anybody even thought about the customer perspective uh, prior to the late 70s. You know, so this is a, an evolving field where just like the pandemic has taught us, we're trying to create a better world that uh, makes everybody feel that they're included, that their perspective's considered, and that we're going to have a fair win-win instead of big business pulling one over you know, on the customer. Well, yeah. And in talking about that, you actually really ignited diversity, inclusion, and equity, and connecting it to CX. And, and that's part of the committee I'm on. And I love that. Tell me, tell people why. What's the link to you? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I will share is, is that there's a, a lot of people that we have to to thank when we think about uh, CXPA's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. One that I'll quote, you know, really is Gary David, uh, who is a member up in Boston and a uh, professor at Bentley University. And what Gary pointed out is, is that there's always been a connection between the civil rights movement and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because if you think about it, a lot of the civil rights movement was that question of who has access, who can sit at the lunch counter, who can ride the bus, you know, who receives schooling. And so if we're going to be committed to making sure that every customer has a positive journey and that we remove friction, we have to consider the friction that's caused because we aren't recognizing that not everyone can speak as well or hear as well or is of the same religious background or, or the same uh, gender. Uh, yeah. So we should consciously think about how we can create systems that are positive for everybody or the greatest number of companies and uh, customers and uh, of a fair win for the company as well, because those are big markets, you know, to also think about how you can grow and, and serve more people uh, in, mm. in a way, you know, here during the uh, pandemic, you know, this video technology has been great. And then the addition of captions and spaces, you know, accommodates people who don't hear as well. You know, it's not necessarily deaf. It's just may not hear as well. And then you have the ability to translate to another language. And now you've opened a new market. And you're like, it's just, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion is, is a, a gold field of opportunity, not a minefield of disenchantment. Mm. Well, it makes human sense and business sense. 
well stated. Yeah. What's one fun fact that people might not know about you? Oh, geez. <laughs> when we start asking that question, you know, then you get the whole thing. Okay, how much, how much do people know about uh, different parts of my business and you know things like that? <laughs> just just um, something yeah. even personally, personally, your background, anything just, who uh, you are know, you? You know, I mean, just lots of lots of little things. I've been blessed to have lots of different opportunities and uh, and fun things. I'll I'll go with two uh, sort of opposite ones, and I'll, I'll let you tell me which one you want to hear about. I was a drum major for three different bands, and um, I used to be uh, involved in the uh, wedding hospitality business. What would you like to hear? Mm. Well. I'm going to come back to the detail after. I got to make sure I get through all this content, but those are those are good topics. So hold hold on to those for for a little bit. Awesome. I want to talk about customer experience day, CX day, customer service week. By far, those are my favorite days week October every year. Let's talk about how did that start? I mean, CXPA really spearheaded this. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it was, um, gosh, it, it is up on our website on uh, this specific uh, year, but I think that it was probably in t- 2013 uh, or so that uh, the board of directors had the foresight to ask for a congressional proclamation to recognize CX Day. And so uh, CX Day is the uh, first Tuesday uh, in October, Tuesday, October 4th uh, this year. Uh, and it is part of Customer Service Week. And, and that it is important because CX is so closely related to customer service, but it's also distinct. You know, it's also a way for us to think about designing and creating systems that allow for the customer to get the result and the outcome they want without it becoming a... Uh, service recovery issue or becoming a uh, reactive request. Uh, so really mm-hmm. thinking about design uh, and and delivery. Uh, but, you know, CX Day, what I love about CX Day is, is that, that CXPA was smart enough to create a movement. Uh, and what that means is, is that we empower companies, we empower, uh, you know, CX networks, we empower our, our competitors, all to come together. And if you're united in celebrating CX Day, we want to help you do that, whether that's with your employees, with your customers, with the general public. Mm. I love that. And I feel like on top of the world, when I go to a company who's never celebrated before and we take these small steps, and by the time I leave, it is a global phenomenon. It gets to be part of my legacy, but clearly I can't do it alone. So the power of people and an intention is so important. Yeah, totally agree. We just did some research uh, last week. We're talking about it. It will come out later this year, but it is journey mapping the first year of a CX leader in a new assignment. And you are stepping into one of those again. (laughs) And uh, uh, what people said uh, as a need was to have something small that makes a big difference. And I think CX Day is a, is a great example of that. You know, it is a time when you can help raise awareness across your company of what customer experience is. 
you can thank and celebrate not only the frontline customer service people, but all of the different supporters across the organization. Uh, and you can bring the voice of the customer into the process so that people understand the difference that great customer experience is making out uh, to your customers and out to the life. This year, the theme for CX Day is uh, CX Drive Success. And what's neat about CX Day is, is that CXPA will do a lot of heavy lifting. We will create an avenue for greetings from across the world. We will create a set of conversation guides for you to use with your employees. We'll create some videos and social media hashtags. Uh, we'll create some um, uh, different uh, images that you can use you know, based on, on that theme. But most of all, we create a center point where each of you can uh, go forward. You don't have to go and try to convince your uh, boss that let's have one day a year that we celebrate. No, this is instead, you can say, let's participate in this global movement. And on top of that, we, we better celebrate because if we don't, we are going to look foolish because everyone else is celebrating CX Day. Yes. So some companies are resistant well, they just don't have the right culture. But let's say the ones that do. What are some tips that you have, and I'll contribute, that people yeah. can celebrate in small, low-budget ways? Yeah. I mean, first and easiest one. You know, if you're the CX professional, draft a message that your chief executive or your chief people officer can send back out to your entire company and thanking your employees for the difference that they make for your customers. It mm -hmm. shows your top-level support, uh, and it's a pretty easy first step. Definitely. And I would say also is writing a handwritten note to customers and thanking them for their business and that you don't take it for granted. Oh, that's amazing. You know, I mean, even something like that, you know, I'll just riff on that. Yeah, maybe you do a special around CX Day. You know, everybody likes to do a flash sale. Why not do a customer appreciation flash sale in conjunction with uh, uh, CX Day? But on top of that, social media is such a huge part of CX Day. You know, use that opportunity to highlight and uh, celebrate the story of a customer partnership or of a employee who has gone uh, above and beyond. Uh, those stories are what make your brand real. They're what make those emotional connections. Uh, and CX Day is a great time to create that and share that because if you send it out the week before, people are like, well, what, what are you trying to do? You're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. CX Day is a dedicated time for everybody to do that. Yes. Now, caution, must not commercialize it must not use it as a way to say that you're a certain company, but you're really not doing it. You're just checking a box. Yeah, I, you know, that is true for CX Day and that's true for diversity. Uh, you know, if you're not going to live, if it's not going to be uh, resonant, that's going to be a problem. You know, and so this is something that I think more than anything else, 
People need to understand that SEAX is not the uh, responsibility of Stacey Sherman wearing the cape and, and coming into an organization and doing CX. It is Stacey Sherman or whoever the CX leader is coming in and igniting a movement inside your organization so that each department is committed to saying, how do I achieve my goals and how do I make sure the customer's happy? Um, you know, how do I make sure that that we're creating a consistent experience? So that that I idea of teamwork that was our that was our theme last year you know cx is a team sport and it's it's still relevant <laughs> it's just a, a a different theme for this year cx drives success because we want to point out when we talk about success we mean a positive outcome for the employee a positive outcome for the customer and a positive outcome for the bottom line you know return on investment mm. Mm. i love that another thing that people can do wherever they work, is establish what we call CX igniters. And especially if you're in a big company and you have those champions throughout, if it's a sales organization, if your finance team, whatever it might be, and use those people in their local areas to celebrate in the most meaningful ways to them. Because you're right, Stacey Sherman and people like me can't be everywhere. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about, if I remember correctly, I think that last year you guys might have had some food delivered in, in different uh, offices and spaces. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't make sense for you to try to send the same cookie you know, out to everybody, <laughs> you know, what you want to say is, is, well, what does this office like? And if that's the health conscious one that wants the green uh, milkshake in the morning, or it's the uh, party one that wants the alcohol milkshake in the afternoon, you know, you got to get it right because it's just like customer experience. You, you have to adapt it. But I love that idea of, of igniters. Maybe I'll go with uh, not wearing the cape and being a superhero, but being part of the <laughs> hall of justice, you know, being part of one of these, uh, um, yes. Superhero collectives. Yes, absolutely. And I also encourage people to use metrics as they figure out ways to recognize. So, for example, find if you have a big sales team, find those people who have really delivered customer excellence, your back office, your front line, and maybe recognize your top 10, your top 20 as well as those that had year-over-year -year improvement too. And it goes a long way because who doesn't want to be recognized for the most important thing in the company? Yeah, and what I love about that is making sure that when we're holding up something as success, we're tying it to demonstrated outcomes. It's sort of back to your point. Don't commercialize it and don't try to change the conversation. You know, we need to make sure that we're celebrating the folks that are driving success. You know, I would add to that, one thing I would advise people not to do, do not make a CX day promotion about your NPS score. The general public doesn't relate to NPS scores. <laughs> the general public relates to the question, how is my service? How is my experience? Who are the people I can trust and work with? So share those stories. I love that you said that. It's pretty ironic because I also just spoke to Fred Reichert, who wrote, who's the NPS, you know, inventor yeah. and wrote 2.0 and winning on purpose. And we just talked about NPS and the evolution of it. Sure. And and so you're so right. It was interesting to hear his perspective on not 
tying bonuses to NPS scores as a, as a specific metric, which has a lot of debate for sure. What What's your view on that? that? We're not going to do that debate. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I, I will. Uh, I will say. Um, I mean, literally. Oh, a week ago, I saw a company produce a social media short clip that talked about their rise in their NPS score. I think they went up two-tenths of a percent. And all I could think of was, I've never heard anyone ask, I wonder what's happening with the NPS score of my cable company. What I've always heard people is, is my cable reliable? <laughs> Can I get someone on the phone? What's my experience? Is the billing fair? Um, yeah. And that's what your customer cares about. NPS is a metric that helps you on a dashboard to understand the accumulation of those things. But don't get overly focused on the metric. Get overly focused on the process and what's driving the metric. Well, to add to that, don't keen in just the number, read the comments, listen to the conversations. There's the gold. That, and, you know, one step further, you know, if, if your company is not collecting uh, video testimonials or collecting, you know, audio statements from, from your customer, you're missing an opportunity. There's so much emotion that is conveyed, you know, through that additional element of hearing the tone of somebody's voice, the word choice that they have, the fact that they're not editing before they hit enter, uh, as well as uh, video where you can pick up, you know, their continence and, and their energy level. You know, that makes an incredible difference. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can put words up on a screen in a board uh, meeting. But what makes a difference is when you put up a video clip that reinforces the meaning behind that number. Absolutely. Oh, we can talk about that topic for a long time. Going back to diversity, inclusion, and customer experience, and all these purpose-driven initiatives, do you believe that companies are focused on this, investing in purpose-driven programs to attract better talent, better customers? What's your view on purpose-driven companies? It's interesting because there's a lot there that is very close to my heart. You know, coming from the association community, what makes associations preferred employers is the fact that they're all mission-driven. You know, and if you find a organization that you're passionate about, you know, as I am with, with CX, you feel good about what you're doing and you, and you want to keep working. The pay might not be the best, the benefits may not be the best, but you feel like you're making a difference uh, in, in the world. I think what we're seeing coming out of the pandemic is a complete reset of the, the, the contract between employees and employers. You know, uh, I was just reading an article earlier today, and they were talking about Apple employees. Apple is in the process of moving from asking employees to come in one day a week to three days a week. And a survey found that uh, about three out of four Apple employees are not happy with that change, and that just over half of them are remaining open to changing companies. You know, and that's because they want to have a little bit more control over their decision of where to be and where to work. So I think that uh, where it's important is the employee experience, you know, treating people in a way that shows that you trust their judgment 
that you trust their commitment, that you, you trust their focus, a little bit of creating a space for them to do what they value most. You know, if, if mm-hmm. what they value most is being able to have their cat around them at the workplace, let them have their cat around them at the workplace. <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I think that that's really important. I think that the one place where occasionally people overshoot on purpose, on the idea of purpose, is is that people fail to recognize the reality of business. You know, and uh, the, the truth is, in order for you to have a successful business outcome, there has to be a profitable business model. And that profitable business model is going to require that you think about the cost of delivery and you think about the balance. So the great EXCX debate is settled in my mind. If it comes down to a choice between the employee and the customer, you're going to need to find a solution that meets the customer's needs and also works for the employees. If you find one that works for the employees but doesn't work for the customer, you're not going to have employees to be able to support in the long run. Absolutely. And same with customer service reps and agents. I mean, people don't think of them as the front line. They think of, you know, your traditional salespeople, but they sure are. And they are, they're gold. So you got to absolutely apply what you're saying to these agents, whether they're employees or independents. They're so important. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think that's a space back to your your point on metrics. I think the early days of customer service, particularly contact center management, focused a lot on uh, call resolution time. You know, focused a lot on almost back to the Taylor School of Management where, you know, time and motion studies, how quickly can you do this task? You know, and what we're seeing is, is that there are other models. You know, you look at uh, a, a market leader like uh, Zappos, and they actually celebrate people for taking these long conversations. I'm not sure that I'd go that far, but I would say take as much time as you need to accomplish the business outcome. You know, and that's a very different thing than having a metric to say, how quickly did we resolve a call? How many calls did we do in an hour? Yeah. And just take care of your people. Forget the title. Take care of your people. Take care yeah. of your people. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, I totally agree with that. And and you're right that, you know, wherever those intersections happen, whether it's with your customer, with your, your suppliers, with your partners, uh, you know, those are all important. Uh, and that's one of the things that I've enjoyed in this shift through the pandemic is to be able to talk to people about, you know, where they live in the world, you know, what's the name of their pet, you know, to say hi to their kids on, on a call and acknowledge that that we're all humans. Uh, we have business outcomes that we're looking to achieve, but we're also people who are seeking happiness. Yes. And I love that. I believe you're part of the CX Day Argentina event coming up. We Is that right? Have a- a lot going on in, in South America, um, sometimes so much that even I'm not particularly sure of exactly what's happening next. <laughs> okay. Well, I will tell you that there is a lot going on and, and um, I am speaking uh, as part of that, their CX Day. And and like you said, it's a movement and it is really global. So it is, um, it's, it's so rewarding. Before we go, I have uh, final questions for you. One is what's the best leadership advice you've either received or been given? 
Yeah, you know, I think that uh, it, this is a, a slightly different riff on the on the same thing that that other people have heard before. I remember early in my career, I was at a meeting. It was a a uh, committee meeting. It was on an issue that I had studied quite a bit. I was really uh, deep in the data, uh, and I had uh, in my mind. Uh, a very specific outcome that I thought was the right solution to a very complicated uh, problem. And uh, as the conversation was unfolding, I I kept trying to bring that information to the table, uh, probably speaking more than I listened uh, and uh, being pretty uh, adamant in the data that I was presenting. And uh, we got to a break and my my boss pulled me out uh, in the hallway and she said, Greg, you may be right, uh, and you may be the smartest person in the room, but if you keep making people feel like you think that you're the smartest person in the room, you're never going to get the change that you want to have done. And, and that really has been something that's, you know, uh, I'm thankful to to Jane Sanders for uh, sharing that with me. But, you know, I'm really thankful to that idea of recognizing that there's more than one way to solve a problem. And the best way for us to solve a problem is to bring lots of different voices and perspectives together and to try to find that common ground, you know, rather than than try to wave the, the flag and say, oh, I have the right solution. I love that. And I absolutely agree with that. I'd also say to the extreme that I believe we all know nothing. <laughs> we are We are all just figuring this out from parenthood to work, to health, to use a car seat, don't use a car seat, COVID, get a shot. We, we think this works. We, we all know nothing. We're, yes, there's science. <laughs> yes, there's very smart people in the world, but there's a lot we don't know. I think I agree that the it's important for us to be uh, open, authentic, and um, vulnerable. Uh, you know, in uh, especially sharing when it's a challenge that, that we don't know what the path forward is. We need to be confident in asking questions and in the importance of asking questions. I will say, I do hope that my surgeon knows something. <laughs> I do, do hope that my lawyer and my tax accountant know something. Uh, um, but I, I agree with you that uh, um, we are far better as, and stronger when we're willing to recognize that it is a journey, you know, and, and that's one of the things. I did a graduate certificate in creative problem solving, and one of the big takeaways from that was to trust the process and, and be the process. And that's what CX is. It's a process. That's what collaborative decision-making is. It's a process. And, you know, we, we should have, we should be informed by the experience of many rather than the experience of one. But we should trust the process and, and, and acknowledge the struggle, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of, of the unknown. So uh, there's my rambling. Well, And even your dentists and your doctors and your surgeons, you know what? They have a community that they're leaning on too. Yeah. Right. And and that's, and that's, you know, that's what I'm so excited about CXBA at the moment is, is that, you know, we're only 11 years old and we've gone from being a community that was simply a peer to peer support network to being a community that is helping to collect and, and develop models 
for how we document the body of knowledge, how we uh, support uh, folks in understanding their first year journey. As a matter of fact, uh, an interesting little a little side thing, you know, like what are we doing at, at CXBA? We've never published a book before. We're currently planning to publish 13 books before the end of the year. <laughs> like, you know, and that is just an amazing set of, uh, I think we have uh, 52 different volunteers that are involved, uh, you know, across the project. Just amazing to sort of see all of that. And we will be stronger if we can get all of those perspectives brought forward. And it, it reminds me of uh, my favorite cookbook. Uh, and, and, and the cookbook is uh, based uh, uh, out of the Middle East. And after each recipe, it tells you how to adapt the recipe for the different cultures, the different countries and, and ethnic mm. groups. And mm. I'm like, that's that's what I think we need to understand is, is that CX has a common recipe, but it needs to be adapted to the culture and the needs of, of all the individual pieces. Yes. Final question for you, personally or professionally, if you could go back in time to your younger 20-ish year old self, what, based on what you know now that you didn't know then, what would you tell younger Greg? Yeah, buy Amazon stock, right? <laughs> you know, like let's let's have some have some success. I think if I were to go back, I think I'd go back, you know, a bit earlier uh, than that, and and I'd tell myself, you know, that in the long run, uh, it's not about the grades that you get. It's not mm-hmm. about the coursework that you do. It's about the relationships that you build and you make, and that that is the important thing. You know, so um, for any of the high school and college students that are listening out there, you know, it's okay to uh, just cross the bar on some of your classes, you know, if that allows you to be a more well-rounded person and build some relationships. Because those Mm -hmm. relationships, like this conversation with Stacy, are the ones that are going to sustain you, uh, you know, throughout the the way. Because we don't need to know anything, Stacy says. Nothing. (laughs) I know nothing. I'm always learning. That's what I believe. And 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 to what your advice was before, we have so much to teach each other. So, well, thank you for being here. And in the show notes, I will link to you and CXPA. And just thank you for all the great work you're doing and team. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Stacey. So uh, thank you and uh, really uh, pleased to be a guest. Look forward to coming back sometime. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacy Sherman, Doing CX Right. <laughs>